and you're on the game trail. All right, we're back with Rich Frederick for to figure out what's going on for the hunts coming up. And I know, Rich, uh, we talked to you before we put in for the hunts. Did you put in for everything like you said you were? Everything. <laughs> everything? Yes. <laughs> I put in for almost everything. I think I left like two animals out because I was like, no, I'm not going to do it. I'm trying to but, think um, what my credit card bill is right now, but it was well over 1500 <laughs> And I get half price for veterans. So oh, yeah, that was, but that's with my kids and my wife and, yeah. and everything. So True. But yeah, we put in for everything. So we'll see what happens. I know for everyone that's listening, between residents and non-residents, I'm sure everyone's like nervous and getting nervous breakdowns and <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> waiting for the draws to come. It's out just like Christmas. So it's exactly the same as being eight years old and waiting for Christmas. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sure people have already heard. We even heard like rumors that there was loopholes and we're checking for the loopholes. And of course, yeah, there's nothing there. And so I, I don't know if there's a loophole or not. Yeah, I, I almost went on. Wait. Well. I saw one guy on Facebook said that they were returning refunds for yeah. coming back from Gaming Fish. But my problem is I put in for so many hunts that it doesn't matter. You know, I'm going to yeah. get a refund anyhow, so I don't know what I'll draw for it. Yeah. And I'm and really I'm, not good at math either. So, <laughs> And I don't even keep track of my accounts. I was texting my wife. I was like, check my account and see if they <laughs> refunded anything. And she's like, I don't see anything from Gaming Fish. And I'm like, man. So uh, then I was bored and I thought, well, I'll post a picture of my draw results from last year and put it on Facebook. Cause I drew for elk and I was like, did anybody else draw for elk? You know, but I thought that's bad karma. Yeah. I already had it ready to go and descend and everything. And I was like, no, nah, this is bad karma. This is going to make me not draw. So I yeah. pulled it. People cause huge ruckus. Somebody posted on, I think it was on Instagram. They showed results. I'm like, and it said like anyone else. And I'm like, right. We were, I can't remember where we're at. I was like, start texting everybody, check your account, check your accounts. And I can't remember my password, check my account. And none of them show anything. So, right. And then the next one was like April Fools. I'm like, well, right. Fools was the first, not the 15th. <laughs> and man, I wish I could punch that dude in the oh, face, yeah. man. Even the lady cool. that cut my hair was saying that she put in for the first time, her and her daughter and her boyfriend. And she was like, yeah, someone called me and said there's a glitch in the matrix and, and you can find <laughs> out if you drew. And, and so we got on there and I guess they said that they had shipped the tag or, or yeah. mailed the tag or something tag. like that. So, so we'll see. We'll yeah, see what happens. I don't know if that glitch. I mean, I, the glitch might be true, but they changed it so fast that I couldn't tell if I couldn't check my account fast enough. <laughs> Either yeah, fix a glitch or there wasn't a glitch. Yeah, so I don't know. And it's nerve wracking. Yeah, Actually, the anticipation. We'll see what happens. <laughs> Actually, out of all of them, I only care if I draw two of them. Right. <laughs> oh yeah. Care less of us. Yeah. Just like yeah, it's cool. A bonus if I draw the other games that I put in for. But which are you most heavily? In, like anticipating well of course i'm hoping for the sandias that's probably my favorite hunt because oh, yeah. it's so close and and i know that mountain is so good and, yeah. there, and there's some big bucks up there um and then elk of course is probably the next you know we'll see if i can draw two years in a row <laughs> i don't know if row. i've ever drawn <laughs> elk, two years two in, in a row. row yeah so um but i put in for some areas that have a decent chance of drawing so so we'll see and then i put in for barbie sheep so that'd be fun you know I Someone guess anything. I, I would be thankful to hunt anything, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> it's come down to that. You yeah. Know? <laughs> I know. Our, our go-to plan is if we don't draw anything, we're going to probably do the, that over-the-counter barbary sheep hunt. I know yeah. it's tough, but yeah. at least we can go out and, oh, yeah. and yeah. probably get done. Maybe not a, a big ramp, but it'll be fun to do that. And then bear, because bear's over-the-counter. Yeah. Yep. And we'll try that one, too. But other than that, that's our go-to plan. We don't draw anything. And you're going to plan on doing some turkey hunting? 
I I don't really care for turkey hunting. <laughs> I don't get a joy out of it, man. But everyone else does. Yeah. So yeah. See, I've never called them in. No, I. And so right. I think that's so what everyone. Been. It's like elk hunting. Everyone says, and you call them, and they come in. But but it, when it comes down to it, you know, an elk weighs eight hundred pounds. Yeah. And a turkey weighs what? Eight. Yeah, eight, and it's a bird, it's you know, so I don't, I don't get it, but people love it, man, and it's popular, yeah. that's for sure, man. Guys are hitting me up to see if I want to go, so I'm like, well, yeah. I'll go. I don't want a turkey hunt. You just drop me off somewhere. I'll look shed hunt. Look shed hunting. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. you guys turkey hunt all yeah, morning exactly. long. I can care less about the turkey. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> but no, I feel excited to do the spring turkey. I don't know why, but they yeah. do, people get excited about it. Like, how many pounds of meat can you get? Like two, maybe a pound yeah. of breast meat off of it? Because that's yeah. good on a turkey, I I've, sh- I've shot a few with my bow but it's always been during elk season oh yeah, and or turkeys open also yeah and they just have i just run across them and shoot them, across them you know yeah. like like a grouse you know that's the same thing you know just <laughs> and they're good they're good eating you know yeah no i heard they're good it just i don't know yeah i would look for sheds now yeah <laughs> look for sheds or if it's in unit that we drew start looking around and see what the heck's going on i even saw pictures i'll have to show you later on but some guys are glassing up bulls that are already sprouted. Oh, yeah. Or not. I couldn't believe that because we were out hanging out maybe two weeks ago, me and some friends, and there were still a lot of bulls still packing. So I don't know. Yeah. And then. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't gone out. I haven't made it out yet. So. And then I, I don't know if you've heard this, and there's all sorts of, what do you call them, hypothesis on, on growth. You know, because throughout the West, everybody pretty much got a good, nice winter. So everyone's predicting like really good antler growth and, and stuff like this. And I saw a post somewhere later on where a guy said, you know, like in 2016, 17, there was some good moisture in the West and bulls were, and deer were hanging on really, really late, later than they normally do. And so when they dropped it, that, you know, it's three to four weeks of where they weren't growing. So that the growth wasn't that as good as what they thought it was going to be. Because right. if they drop earlier, that's three to four more weeks that they're going to grow. But if they're packing late, late, and later. Yeah. And I don't know what caused them to fall off. Nobody, it's all theory. Yeah. They fall off. So I don't know. Have you heard anything like that or? No. <laughs> I haven't either, but. Uh, it, it all makes look. sense. I mean, yeah, Just makes like sense. The, the world's flat. I've heard, you know, have you watched oh, that video? Yeah. yeah that watched. makes sense. It does make sense. <laughs> you know that And I'm it's almost not... positive the world isn't flat, yeah, but you listen to that and it makes sense, dude. <laughs> I know. I tell guys that, to go watch the video, the flat earthers, the guys yeah. that Oh, yeah. It, and they're like, oh, that's a bunch of garbage. I'm like, I know. I agree too. But when you watch it, you're like, well, maybe it is flat because. <laughs> And there has to be some traction because if you look at how many views they have, there's like three to four million views. Oh yeah, it's, of flat it's crazy. Yeah, so, um, yeah. <laughs> so, I don't. And I don't that. care if it's round or flat, as long as I have an elk tag, I'll go hunt <laughs> yeah. it either way. It doesn't matter if it's round <laughs> or flat; it doesn't affect your elk tag. <laughs> but I, I do know that the you know this last year with the drought, it really affected the horn growth down south. Gila, you know, Cloudcroft area. Yeah. Those yeah. units, um, it really affected the horn growth. Yeah, we were we were talking offline before we started recording, but I was going to tell Rich that I think the north doesn't get affected as bad because there's always, no matter what, even during a drought year, they still have running water. Um, yeah. They may get real low. Some of the creeks up there up north get real low, but there's still water in them. And I think the springs just yeah. constantly run. Whereas down south, those creeks down there, they're yeah pretty tiny as it is, and if they don't get any moisture, then they just dry up and they're gone. Yeah, and typically the temperature is twenty degrees different too. Yeah, from true. up north to you know down in the southern New Mexico. Yeah, 
So we'll see how that affects. I know we've been out a couple times, tried to shed hunt, and the snow has been pretty bad. I mean, bad for walking around in, but good for the moisture-wise. I don't know right. south. I haven't been down south. It's kind of hard to get down south to check it out. But it looks like guys I see on social media, are, you know, a lot of the rivers are flowing pretty good. So they've right. had their same amount of moisture. I don't oh, yeah. Assume. We were up in Durango uh, last week, and all the rivers up there, the Animas and, and San Juan, everything just muddy, <laughs> just all that all that runoff. Yeah, I saw water in the areas that we like to scout and, and shed hunt that they were just either it was covered in snow still, so you had no access, or just mud and water everywhere. I couldn't believe it. There's water in areas I've never seen water before. Right. So it can't hurt it. I know that. It can't hurt yeah. the oh, yeah. growth. You yeah. Know? It's killing the, the spring fishing. Yeah. But <laughs> but who really cares about that? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Not me. <laughs> Not me. It's all murky and cloudy. I'm like, I don't care. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's <it>? good. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> so let me ask you a question okay because i'm not a shed hunter yeah and i, I find sheds j- just when i'm hunting yeah. so if i was going to go out shed hunting because i'm going to try to this year if <laughs> my schedule it's kind of it's kind of hard um but i'm gonna try to get out there what are your what's your strategy on on go to find sheds and what do you you know teach me how to shed hunt basically <laughs> without giving mountain ranges and right yeah and you don't tell me where stuff. to go yeah, yeah just <laughs> um well, you could tell me where to go, but then yeah, everyone could, else is there too. Offline, so. so you'll hear it offline. <laughs> <laughs> um, when we first got into it, we didn't draw, so I had to do something. So I got into the shed hunt because I want to look for sheds. I didn't realize it was a thing until afterwards. Um, kind of like everybody else, you ask around and ask around. And other hunting, people will tell you where to go for the most part. Shed hunting, no one will tell you where to go at all. They're like, right. yeah, just hit the mountains. Like, well, yeah, I know that much. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but where to go? In the and I, I didn't realize till this year how much they're they're worth money. Yeah, you know yeah. the guy at the bow shop was telling me when he saw my sheds, he's like, "Dude, you realize how much money you have <laughs> laying know. around the yard that your dogs are chewing up?" I know, chewing up. You're and like, oh my god. Yeah, so um, I, I get it. You know, I used to think the snow line was what you did, you know, because guys say follow the snow line, snow line, and then a lot of our winters in the past there was no snow line. Right. So you're like, well, there's that's no, what I was gonna ask. A lot no, of times there's yeah. no snow line, yeah. and so this year we have a snow line. And so I've been on a couple times just scouting to see where they're dropping. And um, I'm down low. I can't get up high because the snow is deep. It's, you know, four mm-hmm. foot deep at the time. And I already saw elk a couple thousand feet above me already. So Hanging out in the snow. Hanging out in the snow. Yeah. In the deepest snow you could think of. And I don't think, you know, people always say south-facing slopes. I don't believe in that. I think there are there. But I think whatever patch of forest melts off first that's where they're going to be because the the grass greens up the food and so the food at, yeah and it's warm and they're having to stand in snow for 24 7 right so they like those areas so you can find a bald spot you know and it burns because they tend to melt the quickest right and they'll be right in there right. and that's where they're getting grass the burns are really good the, su- the second problem about the burns is you got to deal with the dead and down so there's no glass enough sheds you just stumble on them and Right. And that's the only way you And that's nasty <laughs> shit to go through, no, too. Sucks, Burns man. are nasty with the blowdowns. <laughs> is, and oh, my God. And it's worse. This all the too. stuff that grows has stickers. Yeah. And, everything yeah. Yeah, grabs you and pulls you apart. Um, I've had the best luck in the burns, and that, that's it, really, the burns. Because they melt off the quickest, and those bulls, from what I've learned, the big guys, they don't care how deep the snow is. 
they'll get back into their summer range as fast as they can, as the weather will allow them. And okay. if it means plowing through two feet of snow, they'll plow through two feet of snow. I think it takes right. a lot of snow. You're talking five feet plus to push them out. Mm-hmm. But as soon as they can get back in, they're back in there. And that's yeah. what I discovered this past winter because we had a good snow. And I'm thinking, okay, these guys are going to be low down. Yeah, there's elk low down, but it's mostly cow herds. Right. And, you know, raghorns. Immature bulls, yeah. Immature bulls. Yeah. But those big guys, they're already up high. I couldn't believe it. All the way back into their spots where we can't get back into because the areas that we like to go to are, you know, well, the snow. The snow's too deep to even walk past. Right. um, They figure out a way to get back in there. I don't know how, but they just, well, they're monsters, man. They plow through that stuff. So... Don't let, I wouldn't let elevation and snow necessarily dictate where I'm going to go shed hunting because right. after this. But it's probably harder to find them in the snow, right? Yeah. You, you got, got a couple a, feet of snow. You got two feet you of maybe snow. Maybe see the tip. Yeah. You might out. see that just the tip and that's it, man. Screw yeah. that. And I, I tried this year to plow through some snow and that was no fun. Maybe if you have. Oh, you know, isn't it horrible? It sucks. Yeah. And even in snowshoes. Yeah. Snow if you get snowshoes, it's still, it's, it's still, a good workout. Yeah. It's a good, I walked yeah. two miles yeah. and I'm like, I'm out. I'm done. My feet are soaking wet from the snow, and I was out. So I'm not going back out till it's melted, melted, which I think it's probably getting to that point now right. where it's really low down and just head back to my normal spots because I, I bet you those bulls are back in those the nasty spots. That's yeah. where they like to hang out. Where they feel safe, yeah. Yeah, where they feel yeah. safe and where they summarize. You know, as soon as, that, as soon as it melts off, they're in there, and yeah. they're in there. So you spend most of the time walking. Oh yeah. You're, Instead of like, because I've heard, you know, I've seen, you know, and it's it's real popular right now. So you see, oh, yeah, super there's YouTube right videos now. everywhere. People <laughs> yeah, you know. people are like making a living. Yeah. On shed hunting, shed you know. Hunting. <laughs> but you know, they a lot of the guys will sit up on a knob, kind of like you do for like your hunting. Yeah, like your hunting. Sit up on a knob, glass, and and you know, just look yeah. for you know. So you have the glass probably to do that. I don't have the glass, so if I think it's a shed, I'm like, it may not be worth it for me. Yeah. <laughs> oh god. Yeah. Because I don't have the the glass power to yeah. confirm if it's a shed or not. So I just have to give it up and say it's not a shed. <laughs> or I let it haunt me for weeks on end. I'm like, man, I should have just checked out. But I've checked out areas not far apart, but I've checked out areas where I thought it was a shed and it's a stick. And Oh, yeah. It's not fun finding out that it's a stick. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Especially you go across the canyon or down through a nasty arroyo on the other side. And, and then I, I think not tremendous luck. We've had pretty good luck just uh, looking at Google Earth. You know, if you see like a lot of areas where um, there's a lot of irrigation fields going on and you can find some poke land, little fingers of poke land that mm-hmm. kind of meander through there. You're probably going to have some luck walking through there. If, right. you, get, if you can get right. into it, that's the problem is getting to those poke land areas that are, you know, those little sections that are kind of surrounded all by public or yeah. by private. Yeah. But if you can figure that one road that happens to cross through it, then I would hit it. You know, it may be a hundred acres. I'd hit it because right. probably no one else knows about it right. or has even thought about doing it. But yeah, just trial and error. Just fence kinda... lines, I've heard, because they jump oh, this fence over lines? the fence, and then when they hit, if they're yeah, loose, the they, fence lines, I've heard they that. fall out. And I've walked fence lines, and I've never found a See, shed. I have, I have too. Yeah, I don't think I've ever found a shed on a fence line. And <laughs> so, every time I hit one, I'm like, oh, shit. Oh, yeah, I'm like, There's got to right. be sheds on this yeah. sucker, you know? There's got to be sheds. And yeah. I don't, I've never found one yeah. on a stinking... I've never hit a south slope where it's just littered with elk sheds like you see in some of these videos. Yeah. So, I don't know if we're so far down south... That we don't have that snow problem like they do, like in Wyoming, Montana. Right, right. And we're there where, yeah, the north side's probably 
10 feet of snow on the south till side. Till July. Yeah, till July. Yeah. So they yeah. got to hang out on the south side. <laughs> we don't have that problem, you know, for the most part. We don't have that problem. This has been like the closest to a real winter. Yeah. yeah. And snowfall we've had in quite think, a while, you know. No, I think I saw on the ski report, they said it was a, the fifth busiest year for skiing. Yeah. So it shows you that. And I bought good. new skis this year and didn't go once. Didn't go once? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Sucks it's to be hard. me. <laughs> well, I can't go with like, young kids and it's hard to figure out how to juggle oh, yeah. by myself. And it's yeah. so darn expensive. So, yeah. I don't know. Maybe four years from now. <laughs> yeah. Once they, once they get old enough to start doing to hobbies, that's when you start to get doing them again with so my older boys again. when they, you know, started uh, <laughs> skiing and I started, ta- I had to take them, you know. Yeah. So it's like, tell the wife, hey, I got to take uh, my boy skiing, you know. Yeah. And so I got back into it. Being with um, Guy for an Outfitter, have you noticed? Guys that put in, you know, because they allocate a certain amount of, if you go through the guide service in New mm-hmm. Mexico, um, it doesn't guarantee you a tag, but it definitely kind of increases the increases odds. your odds. Yeah. Have you noticed that between out-of-staters that come in versus using a guide service versus not using a guide service? As in drawing? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's, and there's certain areas that it'll, you know, you'll increase your odds even better. Um you know, like northern New Mexico units. Yeah. If you put in with an outfitter, you're going to increase your odds by quite a bit. Like, I think I was looking at Go Hunt, and I, I want to say that it was like 8% non-guided and 30% oh, sure. guided through an yeah. outfitter. And that's worth it almost. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's what... Yeah. <clears throat> you know, and if you're from, you know, and a lot of the guys I've guided have been on the East Coast, you know, a lot from Miami and New York, New Jersey area, Pennsylvania. Um, I mean, to come scout... I mean, come on, man. Yeah, yeah you can't. Yeah, you know, the only way you, you know, the only way you can do it is if uh, you know, just through you know Google Earth, and if you know enough yeah. about elk hunting. But they, you know, most of the guys don't don't elk hunt that much. Yeah. And like I was telling you in the last podcast, I've learned just from guiding in two years, I've gone on you know close to gosh fifteen elk hunts in two years, yeah, where I hadn't hunted than... fifteen elk hunts in my life. Yeah, you know, because it's I didn't draw an elk hunt in nine years, so <laughs> you know the you know. You learn a lot by get by being out there. Yeah, you know, and yeah. so that's what you pay for is you know, and food, a place to stay. You don't have to worry about that. You fly in. It's yeah. like, no, it's, it's the best bang for you know buck for sure. You know, yeah. even and there's you know one thing I learned too is there's the opportunity to like a partial, partial guided trip where oh yeah the yeah. you know the outfitter will set you up and like for the state of New Mexico you have to be with them for two days so it'll be like a two day guided. And the rest of the time they're on their they're own. On their, on their own. Which that's what I would like because yeah, I, I don't like. Cool. I've hunted enough with any species where <laughs> it's after a while. It's like all right, I get the hang of it. Let yeah, me it. take let the me leash off and let it. me go. You know. Yeah. Let me go. Uh, you know, figure it out by myself. Yeah, I wasn't sure if it was you or another friend that we worked with that said if you draw a real coveted unit to hire a guide and just learn. Like, yeah, learn I mean, experience. if I if I drew like let's say a bighorn sheep. I'd probably hire a guide. Yeah. I've yeah, never sure. gone Barbary <laughs> sheep hunting and I would at least do something where, you know, like a partial hunt, like I said, yeah. where they, they take yeah. me out for a couple of days and, and figure it out. Cause you're looking at a couple thousand dollars just in gas for me to, let's say I, I drew the Pecos, which is probably the closest for, yeah, Bighorn. for Bighorn. That's still a two hour drive just to get, yeah, just to, to, there. get there. to get there. Probably another yeah. hour to get up where they're at, yeah. you know? So you're looking at, you know, three hours, six hour round trip drive. Yeah. And then it's a once in a lifetime hunt. So yeah. Oh yeah. Do you want to do it all by yourself? Exactly. Exactly. Nothing yeah. or, or something. So yeah, in a lifetime hunt, I think yeah, so, it may be worth it. Yeah. 
but but you get a lot for it, I think. And then you know how nice is it when you shoot an elk? Yeah, and they pack and it up you for sit you. back and you know <laughs> sit in the shade and and wait for it to be packed out. You know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I I took that advice one year, mm. and it was a good experience. We we hunted with them for I think three days straight, and then I was I think we hunted like another six seven days after that, mm-hmm. and um, and it, I didn't come out with a bull not because we weren't seeing him. It was just lack of making really bad shots. Right. Really bad shots. Right. Um, I don't know if it was just from elk fever or what, because it was actually the first year I actually got to draw back on a bull elk. Uh-huh. And that's a whole nother, you know, if no one's oh, done Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. talk about buck fever, elk fever or is even worse. Oh, I yeah. Think, yeah. yeah, for sure. Yeah. And they come in and you're like, that is a big animal. And you start getting intimidated and everything. I was yeah. rubbing, my hands were so sweaty. I was like, oh, my God, I'm sweating like a oh, yeah. high school student here, man. Yeah. I'm throwing dirt in my that's, hands trying to get it away. That's what's fun about it, man. That's a... <laughs> um, I shot so, that bull up in Colorado, and I told my buddy, if, if someone would have been videoing me, <laughs> they would have thought I'd never hunted in my life. I mean, it was just a cluster. I dropped my rangefinder. I had a, a little bungee cord on my rangefinder, so when it came out of the, it came out and hit this water hole... And uh, so I grabbed my rangefinder and I, I ranged it, and then I went to put it in my pouch and I missed. And so I dropped it. Well, I was on the bungee cord, but my bungee cord was so long that it went into the swamp. So it just stuck. <laughs> it stuck into there. So I kind of got that, put it back. The, it moved farther. So I went to range it. I couldn't range it because it was there was mud on the end of it, you know. <laughs> so then I went to move around a tree. Almost fell down. I would have fell down, but I fell into a tree. Had the arrow knocked knocked my arrow off of the off of the rest and just it was just a cluster and i'm all, all excited and my adrenaline's going and this was just a couple of years ago you know yeah. and end up shooting it but i mean yeah. it was just a mess you know it was a hot mess <laughs> I, I, i've been in those messes and but that's why you it's know. fun you yeah, know that's no, why it, it's fun and it's so horrible because i've seen it go both ways i've been with a couple friends and came across a buck and I'm yelling at my buddy. I'm like, what are you doing? I'm sitting there. It feels like it's been 10 minutes. I'm like, this bug is going to blow out. Oh, yeah. And he's like, are yeah. you just taking your time? Are you setting your anchor? Shoot. You know, yeah. you should yeah. know by now where right. to anchor and all this stuff. And it seemed like forever for him to take a shot. I made a shot, killed the deer. On mine, that same year, um, ranged, everything went pretty well for the most part. Other than I did the same thing. I was so in tune to like making my shot and making sure I placed it well and ranging it. Yeah, we shot him, watched him run 90 yards, all this other fun stuff. Got him all cored out, and we're driving out. And my buddy goes, where's my rangefinder at? I'm like, I have no idea, man. Oh, no. And we started thinking back. because like, well, when you used it last. I'm like, well, yeah, I ranged that buck. But it wasn't on a lanyard or anything. I just, it was freehand. So I ranged it, sat it down, and took the shot. And I, I was like, well, I know I was right. behind a <laughs> right. oak brush, but that's about it. And right. we found it, believe it or not, in the dark. We found it. Oh, uh, wow. With flashlights, and we found it. But... All the stuff you can think of, it'll go down. Yeah. On that elk hunt, um, he had already shot his bull, and we're trying to see if we can get on for myself. Came over a hill, a bull's raking and eating in an acorn bush. You know, he's pushing my limit, but he's right on the line of like 57 to 60 yards. And so we're behind an arrow. He isn't even over there, so I duck down, and I knock an arrow out or on, but I don't have my uh, trigger on. I have. I walked out of the truck because normally, I'm sure if you're bow hunters, you always 
you put it on right when you get out of the truck or sometimes right. when you leave camp you right. just put it on just that way it's on so you don't forget it right i didn't have it on i had no clue where it was at but i know that i always carry two so i had to go for the backup <laughs> put on the backup and take a shot from that way and right you think after everything you've done that you oh yeah i got this nailed down no that totally screwed it up and yeah. that whole shot because that's taken forever trying to find my spare uh not or my oh spare, and that uh, that messes you know it, you yeah, can't shoot totally fingers right. when the bow is set up for release. No. Yeah, you can, <laughs> I was but going good to, luck. But it came down, yeah. the first came to worse. But, yeah. Um. <laughs> and one, one thing I tell everyone, and I try to do it, is as soon as my release comes off my wrist, I put it on my bow. Oh. So, you know, the bows are machine, machined aluminum and they got holes in them and stuff. Yeah. So I, I try to make that a habit. Where so I take, so it's always on my bow. Yeah. So if I have my bow, I have my release. That's actually, yeah, you know, that's and I, good advice. Yeah, and it's, yeah. you know, and I've, I was on a deer hunt and had to take a crap and I broke my rule. So I took the release off because of course you don't want any caca on your release. No. Right? So, I, you know, I did my business and I was after, I was actually on some deer and I was going to the next Canyon up on this peak to get up, get up on them. And, uh, I walked about a mile and then realized, Oh man, I took my release off and I set it down. And so it's back there. And so I had to go back and, it's hard to find a release in the middle of the woods, yeah, you know what no, I mean? So luckily I found it. it. And, uh, but yeah, that's a good tip, you know, is to, as soon as it comes off your wrist, strap <laughs> it on your tip. bow. I didn't think about that. Don't strap it on the limb because I've seen people where they have it around their limb and then their buddy grabs their bow. Oh, let me check it out. And they go to pull their bow back and oh. the release slides down and then they let go and it, and it derails the string. Oh man. Yeah. So I just make sure that the release is away from the cam, you yeah. know? So I usually put it like right below the, the grip and just put it on there. And yeah. I try to, you know, follow that rule and yeah, that way things, you always have your release, you know? <laughs> yeah. Little things like that make a big deal. Like, um, shot a cow. Cause during the archery hunt here in New Mexico, you have the option of shooting any, it's any one elk. And we we're like day eight. So I took a cow elk. So I don't go with nothing. And um, we're skinning and quartering this elk. And every time I set my knife down, like it was a chore trying to refine it again. Oh, yeah. So after that, I bought a fluorescent orange handle. So I yeah. can spot it no matter where I set oh, that yeah. stupid thing down. Because, yeah. you know, the silver handles and the brown handles. If you set that thing down. Oh, yeah. So that, yeah. I'm sure more people lose knives that way. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I yeah. bought the, the brightest, ugliest colored knife I could find. Yeah. So I could spot it as soon as I set it down. Because... That alone, you know, um, is frustrating. We can't oh, find yeah. stuff. Yeah. <clears throat> so another question on the sheds. <laughs> we kind of got off it. We did. So do you sell the sheds when you find them? I have not sold the shed yet. No? Um, and speaking of that, I know there's been a, I think there's, it's gotten popularized. And I'm starting to see a lot of stuff on social media where it, makes sense there's an, a flood in the market right and now. the value's down the value that's way what i've down. heard yeah so i'm like you i know figured what? the first year that i'm actually going to plan on <laughs> yeah, going they're, shit they're, on they're, they're not nothing. worth anything yeah yeah, yeah. so <laughs> but they're still cool to find oh no they're like still that, the one you have cool. here that you brought over is a yeah, badass shed it's that is pretty cool so, so then, cool yeah um i'll tell you later brian um has been making rings oh the deer okay. sheds and they're coming out really cool he's no been, kidding yeah he's inlining them with uh copper and silver and he's been making guys at the station he'll do just do it. He's a crafty little guy. So and you that's, a nice deer shed. And that's the tribe has to have hunters 
and like yeah. gathers craftsmen. Yeah. You know, craftsmen, so, and so he's Brian, a craftsman. we can go bring stuff to Brian, and then yeah. he can make cool stuff. <laughs> Cut the burr off, make a nice belt buckle, and then make us a sandwich while he's there. <laughs> yeah, make a sandwich. <laughs> yeah. Just kidding, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> I know he's gonna listen to this. He's gonna be like, "You son of a guns, man!" <laughs> but um, that's what happened. You don't show up. You know, yeah, that's what happens. You got to be able to hear to protect yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna hear about this next week, <laughs> and now everybody knows that he's doing deer <laughs> right <laughs> rings and nerves. Like, I want a deer ring, and he's gonna get flooded with deer. Oh rings, yeah, no yeah, that's cool. Yeah, they kind of, I wish I had. He hasn't made me one. He's made. How about belt buckles? I've seen them make like that of the elk. Yeah, I like, belt buckles look pretty cool. I know he's messed with the burrs a little bit, but um, I'm not sure. He hasn't really carved anything. You know, he's a chainsaw carver. Right. Oh yeah. So he's. Yeah. Starting to kind of get into carving the burrs, but I don't think he's. That's a little quite... more manly, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah chainsaws a lot more are manly. manly. Chainsaws, heck, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's not carving with the. <laughs> That's something you want to just try overnight. <laughs> he doesn't go pick pinon, does he? No. He okay. Pick pinon. <laughs> right, well, we go up. If we go up next week, turkey hunting, I told him like, you're gonna have to bring the chainsaw because oh we yeah, had a, a yeah. nasty windstorm that blew down Dude, yeah. thousands of trees, and the forest roads looked horrible. So I'm yeah, not a sawzall, a chainsaw. Don't go up there with a sawzall. You ain't getting through. Oh yeah, chainsaws because there's some yeah, big there's trees a bunch there. of trees. Yeah. They got wiped out by that last storm and that windstorm. Yeah, the windstorm, and I'm not sure it was a combination of it being saturated, wet from the snow, and yeah. then the wind blew through, and then yeah, but it's horrible up north. It was yeah, really bad when they. Uh, when they when they get a good ice storm, and then a wind the wind after that, wind blew, yeah. oh man, it hammers the trees. Same deal, gosh. <laughs> but so no, I haven't sold any sheds back yet because I I have a pretty good pile too. I don't know. I told my wife, if I die, do not give them away. Right. <laughs> you yeah. sell that and use it for like, you know, college tuition for the kid or something. Because right, probably there's that much sitting in my garage right now. Yeah. So I'm like, do not sell them. Those things are worth money. And I don't decorate them outside because I yeah. don't want them deteriorating oh, yeah. any worse than they, you know. Oh, yeah, the sun them, so. hammers them, yeah. Yeah, the sun does beat the crap crap out, especially here in the Southwest. Um, so I haven't sold anything back yet. And then now with the market down, of course I won't sell them back with the market the way it is. Yeah. So I'll just yeah. sit on them because they're cool. Yeah, like you said they're cool. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of things you can do with them. And there's some that I walk way too many miles that I don't know if I'll ever sell them. Cause I yeah, you get an attachment to them, yeah. Yeah, that one yeah. that I brought, it's a set. And I don't know if I'll sell that one or not. You know, yeah. it was just, um, it's a cool set. And the small ones I will, but yeah, I'm going to set it out now for now because the way the market yeah. is and wait until it goes back up, just like the stock market. And what what are they going for for, uh, for a brown for a pound? Do you know and what the I, going I've rate heard, is? I haven't looked on social media, but I was hearing that they're down to like 12 to $14 for a brown. Okay. Which, they may not sound terribly low, but at one point it was up to seventeen to eighteen dollars a pound. Yeah, that's what for brown. Yeah, so, yeah, and that just trickles all the way down for your hard white. Your it's probably down three or four dollars, and then your chocks are shoot the chocks may not be worth anything now. Yeah, <laughs> because they're only worth like three dollars yeah. a pound at on chocks. So you may want to hold on to your stash until the market goes back up. Yeah, let all those other guys sell theirs. <laughs> so the that damn social up. media, man! I'm telling yeah, you, I know. I know social media. <laughs> <laughs> yeah there's it's real popular yeah you know yeah it, well it's funny how i got into it like i said we didn't draw in here so I was, I was like i gotta go do something and so we got into it that way and uh we typed in youtubing shed hunting oh yeah and it actually pops up and these guys uh it was tightens up 
I'm sure you heard those guys. Yeah. Seven, it's called, yeah. And they had an episode. I guess they put up every Tuesday. So it's Times Up Tuesdays. Right. And so we'd watch these guys pick up sheds and I'm like, okay, I'm ready to go do this. And of course, right. nothing like the video. Yeah. <laughs> it gets skunked a lot. Yeah. It, it took. Have you ever thought solid, of just taking your old sheds out there and just, just making videos? Just dropping them and picking them up. Yeah. Oh about my that. gosh, look at this one. <laughs> I've wondered because there's some pictures you're like, did <laughs> yeah. you find the shed like that? Come you know on, it has, man. You know that it has to be happening. Yes, it you know has what I mean? to be. Yeah. There's so many sheds these guys find. Yeah. You know, popping out of the sand, you know, or stuck at a tree. And I'm like, hey. right. I mean, I have found one in a tree, but not like some of these other ones, you know. Yeah. It, but I did find one stuck in a tree. Um, the sword is kind of shaped like a hook and. He, it was a low-lying pinion tree, and it must have just yanked it off his head or something. I don't know. Yeah. But that's the only one that I found, like, that was in a really weird, odd um, location. But I haven't found, like, those other guys where they find them, you yeah. know, waterfall popping out, you know. Oh, like, yeah. I don't know about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, my wife came in, and I was watching one of the videos on shed hunting. Oh, and she's yeah. like, what are you watching? Oh, these guys are shed hunting. And she's like, really? You're... <laughs> and basically, I was watching someone with their <laughs> cell phone Walk through the woods. <laughs> yeah, I know. And it's entertaining. You're like, okay. Like, that's what we... life has come to, man. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I sit there in bed watching these shit hunting videos. And some of them entertaining. Yeah, you know, some, some of the guys are good, you know. Yeah. <laughs> no, they're good. I'm not, but um, well, either I forget to do it. It's hard to remember to do it while you're shit hunting to try to record yourself doing it. I don't know how these guys do it. They must be really good at Yeah. I don't know if you try to film a hunt or not, but it's weird talking to a camera. <laughs> so... Another question. You may or may not know this. Uh, um, how long does a brown stay brown? I mean, typically. I'd say to the end of summer. Okay. That's just my guess because after that, because um, last year when we were deer hunting, I, I found, I think I found like four sheds just, you know, hunting around. And most of them were chalked or So maybe six months? Yeah, because that's and then no after what, that, it's considered a hard white. Yeah, is that what it is? Okay. Yeah, I found and then he, hard white for six months, maybe, and then <laughs> yeah, and then start getting the chalky. And then it, yeah, okay. <laughs> I was just wondering because I, I have yeah. no idea. You know, I have yeah. If it's in deep dark timber, it, it'll stay considered hard white because even though it has its color, right. depending on who's buying it, I think if it retains its color, it might be pushing brown still. Yeah, but um, I think it has to do with the weight because I think. You know, they start to dry out and they start oh, to lose gotcha. their weight value. Oh, okay. And then uh, they start to split a little bit. And but that's I, what you get paid for is by the pound, right? Yeah. 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 And I did find some, what I, there were browns from that year, this past season, that were browns because they still have retained really good color and you could still see the blood. It was right. dried up at that point, like real, real dried up, but you could still see the stain. Right. The burr itself. But the hard whites and chalk, you're not going to see that stain. Yeah. From the blood. But... Yeah, uh, they'll stay hard. They'll still, they'll keep the retainers color as long as they fill in some shade. Yeah, they retain its color through all the summer. Yeah, I don't think it'll go another year after that. I think maybe if you found some real good duff, you know, we pulled up some some out of duff that have their color still on it. Right. You know, but that's you know duff. And you find you find most of them like in open areas though, where the sun's in a hit, or more in the thick timber, or a combination, or combination. It's just both. random. You know, it, it seems. Well, see, if we go to the like I said, we keep going to the burns, right? And so, the the bur- you know, the burns here, they're wide open, right, for the most part. And it's like hunting. I mean, in, in hunting season, I and mean, that's yeah, my favorite place is burns. Yeah, you know, mainly because yeah. I can see and I can glass and yeah, you can glass and those and areas. they're in there and they're you in know, there. Mule deer, elk, you know, they're they love they the burns. You know? I was 
when I was up north kind of messing around, I saw a pretty good elk herd with a pretty good mule herd in there with them, which I thought was pretty strange. But um, I couldn't tell. Like I said, I don't have my – the glass that I carry is not powerful enough to distinguish if they're mule deer or not. Right. I mean, or bucks or not, or shed bucks. I couldn't yeah. tell. Yeah, I'm assuming they're all does if they're herded up. Yeah. I'm sure the, the big guys are already bastard up and who knows where the heck they are. Yeah. Because <clears throat> deer – I think deer are just like the elk. They'll plow through some nasty snows. Yeah. Um, for whatever reason. Yeah, the guys that were hunting the sand deers this year said they were finding the deer up in, you know, oh. two and a half, three feet of snow. Jeez. And they were, find, they were following them by the trails from their chest. From their chest? Pushing the snow. Wow, that's crazy. Which is crazy, you know. Yeah. But the way those mountains are set up, if you if they come down to lower elevation, they're in houses. Yeah. You know, so yeah, it's like. They're, they're in the house, people's backyards. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So, I don't know. Yeah, because I always heard that, like, I don't know, like 18 inches of snow is kind of usually what makes them. Start moving. Start moving down and yeah. like 24 inches for elk and. Yeah. I'll, I'll bump like, into. Um, like I said, I've also read that the, you know, saw that the world is flat, you know, <laughs> yeah, and it makes right. sense. So who knows? <laughs> it does make sense. It's crazy. All theories, you know. <laughs> yeah. You start to believe it and you're like, well, maybe they got some, they had some legitimate arguments. Oh yeah. That's, it's so funny. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, we bumped into uh, a forest ranger up north when we were hunting last year. And I was kind of, you know, prying around with him to see if he knows where these elk and deer like to go when it starts to snow. And he said, for, was interesting what he said was when the, even when the first snow starts to fly, said, the cow elk, they're gone. Yeah. I, it sounded like the cow elk really don't like the snow. The right. bulls, they'll tolerate it way more than the cow elk. Yeah. From what yeah. I gathered from him. And yeah. he's up there all the freaking time. So I imagine he would know more than what I would know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't live up there. It makes sense. And yeah, judging from couple weeks ago makes complete sense because it's all really good herds of cows heading back up to the high country already in groves but like i said maybe some spikes and some raghorns hanging out with them which is typical but i think those big big dudes they're on their own and that's why they're that big they they're in the nastiest oh yeah horrible yeah that december hunt for archery yeah they are in the nastiest places yeah i I, I know we're kind of i know kind of there that Rich had gone to for those that late December hunt, and that's not fun country to hunt in. Yeah, um, but they're there. They're there. They're hanging out. I don't. They like that. They. Yeah. I, think, I don't know if it's. I generally don't fall down when I hunt, <laughs> and I think I took two or three good falls. Good spills. Yeah, because yeah, uh, it's just so steep, and you step on a rock that yeah. rolls, and then you're on your ass. <laughs> yep. But it, yeah, it's they're in some nasty stuff, and the the the, the if it's frustrating is you're so close to them, you're within bow range. Yeah, but you don't have a shot at them. Don't have a shot. They're in that freaking scrub oak that's eight to ten feet tall, and you got to find a tunnel to shoot through. All you can see is the tips of their antlers. You know, yeah. from a mile away, glassing it doesn't look doesn't like look anything. That bad. It's like, oh yeah, they're <laughs> up there. Let's go get them. When you're using the 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 big glass, when you see a, something in there, that's what's that distance? You think when is it pretty far? Mile, two miles? Probably around a mile. Okay. You know, seventeen because the the binoculars I have have a rangefinder in them, and they'll range out to two thousand yards. Okay. And so a lot, a lot of times it's between two thousand and seventeen hundred. Typically, is where we're seeing these elk up on the mountain. All right. And then with, you know, about twenty five power, you can see because you got to shoot a six point. Yeah. So yeah. with the twenty five power, you can tell even so if they have are. a crab claw, as long crab as it's claw. a decent, you know, yeah. couple inches. And then you load up and most of the time drive as close as you can get <laughs> yeah. and then hump up to the top. Yeah. 
Um, but it's it's fun. It's a fun hunt, but frustratingly because you're that close, but not. Oh yeah, rifle range, but not bow range. <laughs> yeah. Well, and a lot of times, like I said, you're within bow range, and then so, like the one group that we stalked, we saw three. We got oh, up yeah, above them, saying. glassed them, and they weren't the right one. Well, when they got up. No. There was twenty five of them. Oh, oh yeah. And then trying to figure out which one's a six point. You know what I mean? In that in that <laughs> and country, and that's that short span that, that window that you got before they blew. Yeah, up. yeah. It's it's yeah, <laughs> and it's bow hunting. That's the hardest thing I think. It's, yeah. It's not that hard it's to find a six point. It's not that hard to get within bow range, but then when you get within bow range, they're in bachelor herds yeah. of you know three to twenty five sometimes. You yeah. know, and and they're in thick country, yeah. and then it's that juniper where they stand up. And once they stand up, then their rack is in the trees. In the trees. And you're like, shit, you know. You can't see what's going on. The first three points look really good, you know, but (laughs) there's a lot of big five by fives down there, too. Yeah, you know, I do. I know what you're talking about. There are some. Yeah. A lot of five bys in there. For some reason, I don't know if it it must be genetics or something that caused them to kind of stay. I noticed that some will start to split off and make a six, but it's just barely like a pinky length or a Mm -hmm. thumb length and makes them a six, but a lot of fives down there for yeah. some reason well yeah. you, you got to figure they've been hunted all season yeah and so everyone that. wants to shoot a six by six and yeah. so those are the bulls you know especially that open country with a rifle i can imagine that would be you know not easy yeah. but it would be you know easier so i've never hunted out of state you've hunted out of state and what i'm going with this is you know the guys that are going to draw or even guys within the state you mm-hmm. know put up just a, you know you know some of the units could be a three-hour drive from where you live and then some of the outsiders are way out of state. Mm-hmm. And you've hunted out of state from Wyoming to Colorado. What was your best advice for those guys that can't make it over? Because you've got to hunt. Do you start making connections? I, I mean, you know, you had, I'm going to say connections, but you. Yeah, kind of well, networking. like for Wyoming, you know, um, I know someone that's hunted it before. Yeah. And it's hunted it for 20 years. Yeah, yeah. And so that was, you know, my brother-in-law from Oregon wanted to hunt. And I don't rifle hunt. That was my first ever rifle hunt. So he wanted to put in. I was like, well, shit, I'll put in for a rifle with you in Wyoming, you know? So yeah. I, I called up our buddy and said, hey, man, where should I put in? And he's like, well, put in here, and then I'll kind of tell you the area we're at and stuff. And it it really helps to have a starting point. Yeah, yeah. You, you know what I mean? I can't point. imagine, you know. Yeah. And you can look. I mean, if you've hunted mule deer, if you've hunted elk, and like, like we have, it's like I can go to, I, I feel like I can go to anywhere now. And just look on Google Earth and Figure just kind of look, you know, food, water, shelter, you know, where they're going to bed, where they're going to feed, where they got to get water. And, you know, they don't like to be in the sun, you know, in the summertime. Yeah. And yeah. so, you know, hunt that first hour in the sun. And then after that, you start looking in the shaded areas. Yeah. And, you know, but it helps to know something. Ha- yeah. Know somebody. <laughs> to have a starting point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the same with the elk hunt in Colorado. Um, a buddy of mine told me about that spot. And and it's, you know, it's. I wouldn't say it's a great spot, but there are elk in there, and I've killed two in there, you yeah. know. But it's 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 tough hunting, you know. But it's the same thing. It's like, yeah. and I I, you know, for the last ten years, lived by the glass, you know. <laughs> and so we'll, you know, the one spot where we elk hunt there, like I said, we'll sit on the road, and we'll glass those big basins and big bowls above tree line, and find them, and then. We go in and we'll watch them bed and then we'll go in. And then when they come out in the evening, we're in that basin with them. And, you know, and it's a lot of work, but it's fun and it's beautiful country, you know. But yeah, I mean, and I, you know, and I guide. So 
maybe I'm a little bit, you know, biased, but I would say, you know, put a little money up front. Yeah. And it's going to make your, your hunt more, you know, enjoyable and, and more enjoyable. Exactly. And by the time you, like, if you would scout, even for, even for us to go somewhere new in Colorado or Wyoming, the, the money you're going to spend in gas, time off work, you know, you're better off paying someone to, to do that for you. Yeah. And yeah. at least for the first year. Yeah. And then kind of get a grasp of that area. Grasp of and, yeah. yeah. And it, and that too, is it doesn't even hurt. Even here in New Mexico where we know the units, I still like to head out. I try to head out two days earlier just to oh, yeah. Yeah. sell in camp and then have yeah. one full day of just driving around and glassing and driving around and glassing because yes, yeah, just to see what, because you don't know what the weather happened, what the weather did that summer. Mm-hmm. And see where they're moving and like to hang out and yeah, and especially depending on your hunting, what hunt you're hunting, there's might be hunts before it. So yeah. you can go out in the summer and you know late summer, August, so and see them in one burn and they're in there or one in basin or whatever. And then you go on that second hunt and that area was hammered. <laughs> yeah, hammered. and you go in there opening, you know, your opening day and yeah. there ain't shit in there. Yeah. You know, so yeah, it's like that's great advice. And I try to do that. It's like you know, plan two days before. To scout. Yeah. And then that way, opening day, then my third day, I'm actually going after the animal I want to harvest or hunt. Yeah. Instead of looking for one. Yeah. You know, and and that, that's, you know, because a lot of the hunts are five days now. So yeah. It's like you only have five days. Five days. And with a bow, you know, it makes it, it makes it tough. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, it's going to be interesting to see this year because I know they added so many tags, not so many, but added pretty decent amount of tags for elk, at least for the, the bow I noticed. And then... Those extra hunts that we were talking about that makes it kind of uh, lucrative yeah. to try those other hunts. And they and then, pu- they push that December hunt back through Christmas. Yeah. So my wife denied me on that one already, so I won't be doing that one this year. <laughs> there Thank are you, Game a lot and of, Fish. I know. That's, and if you, oh, <laughs> I was like, come on, we can spend Christmas all together there's, in Cloudcroft. How exciting would that be? You know? I know. And there's some, there's some hunts I noticed. I'm like, no one puts in for these hunts. Why not? And there usually are the holidays. Yeah. One was uh, Halloween. Yeah. If I'm like, are you, it's not a big deal. It's not a big holiday in reality. I guess we have, we have young kids, so it is a big holiday. Yeah. But. Yeah. Well, hunt, the, 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 uh, the youth draw, encouragement hunts. Draw. Yeah. There you go. They're on Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. And Christmas. And Christmas. I know. Which I think they do it because the kids are off and they're not in school. Yeah. But. Makes sense. Also, it's like, okay, you got to talk mom into, you I know, know letting you we go did that one time in the Gila, spent Thanksgiving, you know, down in the Gila. And and Brandon and I, my boy, we thought it was the best Thanksgiving ever. But my daughter and my my wife were like, "Oh, we're not doing this shit again." Yeah, I, I would never. My wife would never go for it. Yeah, it's a, yeah. You know, and it's cold. Yeah, you know, it's cold. So, yeah, yeah, it's not exactly yeah. warm anymore. Yeah. It's cold at night, and uh, it's miserable. Yeah, no, I can't see that happening anytime soon. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, and I'm sure they have the reasons. You know, when when you have you hunted? A, I know you haven't hunted a lot with the elk because of the whole draw system. Yeah. But this year, or the past season, did you, because we've done this in the past, we'll drive out at night and just park the truck and start listening just, just to see well, if anything. I was going to say, yeah, the best hunting is at night. Yeah, the best spotlight, like, for spotlight, for sure. For There's sure. no doubt. <laughs> no doubt. Um, <laughs> do you start, do you listen for, to see if they're viewing or not? Do you ever you know try that? Or you, I, just, I think that's a good strategy if you can't find them. And go out and, and you know, listen. Start but listening. this year, um, you know, we spent so much time down there, uh, down in the Gila, because we drew a Gila tech. Yeah. And uh, so and 
we, we were down there a lot. Yeah. And so, and then you gave us some good spots too that yeah. we, we checked out. Um, but we were into elk. I mean, yeah, every, every, every morning, every evening, we were on mature bulls. Yeah. And the, so... The Uger is a, what they call a core unit in... Yeah, we... I, th- I don't know if you... I could honestly say, I think you could actually not scout that unit and you're going to see elk. Oh, yeah. It's, there's, you know, everyone has, you know, I've heard this from other people is you can, you know, put a, a map on the wall and throw a dart at it and, yeah. and you're going to find elk there, yeah. you know. Yeah. And there's a lot of units that way. Yeah, you know, I shouldn't say a lot. There's a few units that a way. Few units that way. <laughs> yeah, the, literally, it's like there's yeah, there's can, a lot of elk down there. There's a lot of yeah. I think the Gila units. Yeah, you could pretty much throw a dart and just yeah. go, and you're gonna oh, be yeah. fine. Yeah, for the bow hunts, I, I've never hunted muzzleloader or rifle down those units. I don't know yeah. if it changes the dynamics change yeah. or not. But um, yeah, 16E would probably be the exception for the Gila units. Yeah, they, oh yeah, yeah. I know where you're talking about. Yeah. 16E is yeah. There's and there's, there's got, elk in there, and it's a, and yeah. it's a solid unit, but it's, it is. But you could, throw, you could throw about a million darts into that map <laughs> yeah. and still I'm, not a fine I'm sure you know what I'm talking about. There's, there's guys that swear by 16E, oh, yeah. but they've hunted it enough to yeah. know exactly where to yeah, go. Exactly, And yeah. they do, are, they're successful every time. Yeah, oh, yeah. Because they know exactly where yeah. to go. I, yeah, I know a few people that are, that's that's one of their yeah. favorite units. Yeah. And, and I also heard you got horses. Yeah. If you have horses, 16E is where you go. Yeah. Um, one of our buddies, that they put in 16E twice. And I think to get to where they wanted to elk hunt, and they were in elk the whole time, was like a two-hour drive in a side by side. Oh yeah, and it's and the roads there suck. Yeah, that's what he said too. The roads yeah. are even in a side by side. Even a side by side, yeah. Shit out of you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, most people. Well, I, I went there with one of my buddies. His kid drew one of the youth hunts there, and I told him I was like, "Yeah, we have." To, and we went. Me and my boy went down there a couple of days into the hunt. And I was like, yeah, my buddy told me we got to go up here. And he's like, you know, screw that. We went up there. I'm never going up that road again. And I was like, dude, that's where the elk are at. I don't give a shit. We're not going down that road again. And he had he had a side-by-side and we had a side-by-side. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, we covered a lot of country. And yeah, it's open, a lot of it's yeah, open country, too. Yeah. But they're, really? they're kind of isolated in that, in that yeah. unit. Yeah. And it, that unit is... Why, when I say why, it's almost like sagebrush. Yeah, it's, yeah. Where you wouldn't think there would be elk. Yeah, it's some white, there's antelope in that unit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. there's more <laughs> antelope probably than elk. Yeah. Nice antelope too. Yeah. Those are where those big guys get pulled out of. But yeah, we didn't, and I've heard that, and I've done it before, where we've gone out at night and, you know, listen for them to bugle and throw a couple of bugles into canyons. And, and it's definitely a good, a good tool. Yeah. We did it, um, we never done it before than the year that we, Someone that told us about doing that just to locate them, just that way you know where to go in the morning. Yeah, yeah. Um, it did. It, I mean, it worked out. I mean, for the most part, it did. And you go out there and you, you could hear them. You're like, okay. Yeah, and after you know. after an hour of it being dark, they you know let up their guard a little bit and and yeah. start getting more vocal, even yeah. in the early hunt. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. But yeah, shoot, last year, well, when I, I when I guided, the, the elk were bugling in camp. Yeah, you know what I mean. So it was like, okay, we know they're, and yeah. that's one of the places I like to hunt there, and. You know, that's where yeah. we got on that six by eight. It was right out of camp because we heard him every. You could hear <laughs> him every. I know. I was like, all right, we we just trying to trying to cut him off. Yeah, you know, was they're, the they're talking about. There's one night where I think he woke up. If you woke up in the morning to go pee or whatever, you'd hear him just yeah. screaming. Yeah. Well, where you told canyon. us to go, we camped yeah. near there, and they were in there at night, just going at it. Yeah. It was crazy. And then they're what well, I've experienced. I don't know if you experienced on that hunt. <laughs> that that unit was. A strange unit. So the unit where 
that I first drew where they were on fire. It was every morning, like it like clockwork. They were on mm-hmm. fire. The, the the evening hunts, eh, not like the mornings, but they're still, they're making noise. Some of them are making noise all the way until one o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah. Um, that to the end that you were in, that we're talking about now, um, the first year we drew it, there was nothing. You heard nothing. Yeah. It, it was a tough hunt. It was basically just spot and stock at that point. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, the second time we drew it, they were on fire, but every now and then we'd have a day or, or a morning where there was no noise. So I don't know what the deal was. You know, it yeah. was, they're almost, I would say, inconsistent. Like one morning they'd be on fire and then the next morning you would hear nothing or a little and then yeah. they'd be back on fire again. So I, I don't know what causes that because yeah. some of the other units there, and they were always on fire every single morning. And then this time, and I play the other side of the state, yeah, it was off and on. I don't know if you had that same problem or if they're always going at it. Yeah, it was, well, this, you know, we hunted the early hunt this year and we were, they were very vocal oh. and... <laughs> What was what was strange is there was a couple other guys that I knew that were hunting it also, but they were hunting a different part of the unit, yeah. and they weren't seeing any bull, any mature bulls. They weren't hearing any any bugling, and it was like huh. we were seeing, like I said, every morning, every evening, we were on on bulls, and and like I said, I do a lot of glassing, and so a lot of them were like well out of bow range, and some of them were on private where you couldn't really do anything yeah. about it, but they were. They were vocal and they were fighting. You know, there was a herd bull, was about 350 herd bull that had a couple satellite bulls and every once in a while they'd, they'd get into like it. And, yeah. and, uh, you know, tip, typically my theory, and this is like the world is flat compared yeah. to round is if they're, if you're, if they're, if you're not hearing the bulls bugle, you're probably not in the bulls. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, you know, if, now if you're watching them and you can see them and they're not bugling, um, then that's another thing, but typically it's like, ah, oh, I heard a lot. They're not bugling and they're, you know, blah, blah, blah. And, and it's like, well, did you see any? No. Well, how do you know they're not bugling then? Yeah. You know, it's time to move. Yeah. Cause yeah. They, maybe there's just no freaking elk yeah. where you're at, <laughs> yeah, you know? Yeah. And I know personally when I started hunting here, that I was that guy. Yeah. I and I remember there guy. was, remember the payphone yeah. they, they had down in reserve <laughs> or in, uh, in the Negrito fire base. Yeah. I remember going there to call the wife. And all frustrated, kicking rocks and stuff. <laughs> They're not bugling. This is supposed to be a great unit, and, blah, blah, blah. and I'm, you know, you know, feeling sorry for myself. And then talking to a guy at the payphone. Oh, they're going crazy. You know, they're fighting and they're bugling. And it's like after a while, I was like, figured out. It's like, well, oh shit, I'm just, I'm just not into the elk. Yeah, they're just not in the canyon I'm hunting. Yeah, you know, the first year we, the first time I really drew an elk hunt in that same unit. Um. Guys, we're bumping the guys from the next unit over, and like, oh no, they're on fire! And yeah, down in those healing units, we weren't that far away. Like, right, right. Oh yeah, the, the the rut hasn't made it up here yet. You're like, yeah. it's only like five miles away. You can't tell me it's like this flu that just blows around. The right. Air. So I'm like, that right. doesn't make any sense. Yeah. But um, yeah, it goes back to you're probably not in the right area. Yeah, and, and usually, I mean, when I see a bull with cows. Whether he's a satellite bull or a herd bull, you know, early season, late season, whenever it is, they're usually vocal. Yeah, those that, those vocal. bulls are communicating with the cows. Yeah, and sometimes they're not. You know, a lot of times they're not just screaming out there. You know, they're not doing a locating bugle. They're just doing a bugle communicating with the cows. Yeah. And a lot of times you have to be within a couple hundred yards to hear it, yeah. even in open yeah, country. A lot of ones. You know, the bulls we were watching, <laughs> they were probably fifteen hundred yards. Um, 
and you could, you know, through the spotting scope, you could watch them bugle, but you couldn't hear them. Can you hear them? Yeah. <laughs> you know, so it's like, you got to, you know, sometimes you got to be pretty close. Yeah. Now, if you're in a canyon and a basin where that, that sound travels, you know, different story. But out in that wide open country, especially if the wind's blowing that, that sound away from you, you know? Yeah. So. Have you yeah. been confused in... <laughs> When you go into like a canyon and and maybe you have like two or three bulls bugling and you're like okay which have you gotten confused which direction to go oh shit I get confused sometimes when one's bugling <laughs> I know I got that problem like, point, no, no, yeah, everyone points where way. they think it's at right yeah. and my hunter's pointing this way and I'm pointing that way and yeah. I'm like and I freak it you know twenty years in the fire department you know my hearing's not as good as it used to be right <laughs> yeah and I'm thinking oh shit is this guy right and I know he's never even probably heard a bugle before so. <laughs> You might be right. I'm and the wrong. sound travels, you know, and the wind, I like I said, the wind will make it carry. So sometimes yeah. it's it's confusing. Yeah, we we got confused and had arguments. Yeah. So oh, yeah. Arguments. No, yeah. no, 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 no. You're, you're deaf. Yeah. <laughs> you don't know what you, you have. A oh, yeah, but you're left stupid. Ear. Yeah, you're dumb. These <laughs> 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 are getting the, like, arguments on which way oh, to yeah. go. Oh, <laughs> like, yeah. No, no, you're wrong. You don't yeah. know. That's not even north yeah. where you're pointing at. And, and my kid, he's, my youngest boy is 18. And he has like bionic hearing compared to me. Oh. <laughs> He'll hear shit, and I and the first couple of years I didn't believe him. Uh, he, he's he's <laughs> hearing stuff, he's, he's and now stuff. I believe him because it's like he can hear yeah. what I can't. You know, <laughs> but yeah, it's funny. <laughs> oh man, on we were you know we were talking earlier about the the bulls like to hang on the like nastiest areas. You've milled there all. Mule deer hunted a lot. Would you, do you think the mule, the big bucks, are the same way? They like to be in the nastiest areas, or they're not quite like the elk. You know, I don't know where the big bucks hang out <laughs> unless it's the rut or September. Okay, you know, like the middle, like rifle season. Uh, like you know, I've hunted areas in in the bow hunt in September and seen really nice bucks, a lot of bucks. And tell, you know, some of my buddies that drew the, you know, muzzleloader yeah. rifle tag in that unit, hey, get up on this knob, glass is burned, there's all kinds of bucks in there. And they go in there and they, I think they just go nocturnal. I think those big bucks just, you know, September, yeah. again, they're you know, still, theory, the they got the velvet, they like those open areas, they're getting ready for winter, they're in those burns, they're eating the acorns and the scrub yeah. and, and buck brush and they're, and they're just chowing down. And then, I think that after that first shot, they're like, oh, shit, game on. <laughs> it's, it's, it's time happening. to hide, you know? Yeah. So I don't on. know where, honestly, like, if I were to go, you know, you know, I, where they go, I, you know. No clue. No clue. I, I no. just get up high in glass and, you know. Then, you know, like I said, for, you know, for locating, like, big bucks in a unit or seeing what kind of bucks are in a unit, go in the middle of December for New Mexico. Oh, you know, go that second week in December when they're rutting. Yeah. And that's right. when they, they come out of the woodwork. Yeah. You know. I went up north last year, and it's funny to say, because now it brings to mind that you're on the right track, because I've never seen deer rut. Never. I don't know if I just wasn't hunting in the rut or if I'm just not, or whatever. Right. Um, Went up north for a cow elk hunt, and it's in December because you can choose any three days when you buy a landowner tag. Mm -hmm. And we're driving by an area that's public land and we stopped and you could see the deer running and that was almost Christmas. It was like December 15th, 16th, you know, mm -hmm. and you can actually see, I've never seen deer rut, but you can see them pushing each other around and everything. But yeah, deer, these guys that I was hanging out with were like, yeah, we, 
you know, hadn't seen those bucks yet and stuff like that, you know, so. Yeah. Yeah, they do have the kind of the woodworks for the rut. <laughs> yeah, and in December, there's no hunts yeah, going no on hunts. either. No. And so, and I just kind of, you know, like I said, once I retired, I had a little bit more time free. And so I went down to the unit I had drawn in December and we did some scouting through it, some cameras and stuff. And I was like, holy cow, I didn't realize How- there was this quality of, of deer yeah. in this unit. And because usually in September we'll see a few, but I mean, we were seeing multiple bucks, you know, pushing 200, you yeah. know, and I was like, holy cow, you know, and then, you know, like I said, I'm not a rifle hunter. And so I've kind of had to learn that over the last couple of years guiding because I guide rifle hunters. Yeah. And most of the bucks that we, that I would say close to 90% of the bucks that we see and shoot are bedded, the oh, mature bucks. Bedded down? Yeah, they're bedded. Wow. You know, and so they're, and usually down in some, you know, in the areas that, you know, there's deep canyons and a lot of times they're down in the bottom out of the wind and it takes hours to find those suckers because they're just bedded and they, like I said, I think they just kind of go nocturnal. Yeah. You know, they know people are out there shooting at them and, and there's nothing, you know, they've kind of fed up and they've kind of, you know, got their feed for the winter. They fattened up and they're, they're getting ready for the rut and they're just kind of resting and... (laughs) You know, but like to answer the question after 20 minutes of, uh, you know, dancing, I don't, I don't think they're like elk. I don't think elk, elk go to the, to get away from people in the nastiest area. Yeah. I think the deer just kind of their way of hiding is just bedding down like a jackrabbit under a tree, you know, under a, a under yeah. a, yeah, under a, a bush. I think you're right. You know? I don't think they. Yeah. Cause I've seen some big bucks, you know, in some pretty accessible places. Yeah. But they're usually, you know, bedded. Bedded. Yeah. And. and you know, there is a, we hunted the past two years and some of that brush is oh, 12 yeah. feet high. Yeah, that's, that is some. You know, they're bedded down in there. But yeah. even with glass, you still may have a hard oh, time yeah. finding them because that yeah. brush is so freaking thick. Yeah, and they lay down in the shade yeah. and they'll they'll hide. And you see it when you when you hunt through that stuff. You see where their beds are at. Yeah. You, you know, do. they're not in there, obviously, when you're walking yeah. through there. But <laughs> you'll see it in your, and you, you're like, oh, there's no way you'd see this deer if you were five yards away from it. Yeah, no. And they'll no they'll hunker way. down in a bed and like a little cave in the in the bushes, you know. <laughs> yeah. And they and they'll just lay there all day. Maybe get up in the middle of the day, stretch your legs for a little bit, and then reposition and get back in the shade. And yeah. Well, and reason I asked that question, did you watch that video that I sent you? Mm-hmm. The one of the up in, up north. Yeah. Where you got, yeah. Where you know where we're hunting at, and you know obviously you know where they're hunting at. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, the mountain project guys on that season if you watch episode three um i'll talk about the video afterwards right <laughs> you're gonna want to displace where this unit's at right but um oh yeah I, I, well the i couldn't believe I the watched like, they were in i watched like 14 or epi- uh, the one you sent me yeah and then maybe a couple afterwards yeah and i was like oh yeah i know exactly where exactly that's at. That. yeah but yeah. i was telling other buddy that knows the unit well too and they're like dude they're way down low they weren't yeah. Oh, yeah. They were up in the high country initially, yeah. and then they went down in some areas that yeah. I've, I've heard rumors. I, I know there's game everywhere. We've seen deer and elk, even in the deserts down here. But I just, we never even thought about venturing down in there because it just wasn't. Oh, yeah. You look at it and you're like, yeah, right, dude. It looked like an autumn, an atom bomb went off over there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there's no, what are, yeah. what are they doing down there? But they're yeah. down there. They were yeah. down there. They're away from everyone. Yeah, it wasn't. I wouldn't say inaccessible, but just not an area. Yeah, that an area that gets carries, overlooked. Yeah, it gets yeah. way over. Probably gets yeah. way overlooked because yeah. the way it looks when you go through it. Yeah, but yeah, totally surprised me. Well, I would say totally surprised me. It surprised me a little bit though to see bucks hanging down in that area. Yeah, because um, we mostly looked up high, and that's where you saw all the bucks anyway. I would have never 
I want to say never guess. I just wouldn't guess the bucks they were seeing in the basher groups were down that low in that nasty country yeah. they were in. And usually the country that looks like when you look at it and you're thinking, man, this is beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> this, is this is where I would be. That's where they're not. Yeah, they're not. And there. then you look, at, like you said, you look at it, oh shit, that's what, when they were testing the bomb in Los Alamos and they had that accidental explosion. <laughs> That's where they're at. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> or for elk, it's like, right? Yeah. yeah. Some of the places I elk hunt, I would, you know, 10 years ago, I wouldn't, I wouldn't even looked out of the window as I no. drove by. Yeah, I wouldn't even look. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, you know, I always thought, you know, I'm from Oregon. And so I'm thinking, I need to be up in the trees and the up high. And, <laughs> and they're up there too. But, yeah. yeah. But they're, they're, they're also there. down in some nasty low. Yeah snake country you know yeah no we were um you know we were throwing game cameras in some weird areas just for fun yeah and you're picking up game i mean we it wasn't just a like a crap shot on it but not what we expected in the areas yeah. that you're like holy yeah. smokes man and units i wouldn't call them sleeper units i call them non not even on the radar units. Right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> For deer and elk. Yeah. You're like, hey, man, that, yeah. you could actually draw this unit. Yeah. I don't know if I'd want to <laughs> go for it yet, but, you know, I wouldn't have expected to see the type yeah. of thing we're seeing in some of these units that yeah, so are not on the radar at all. One of the, one of my favorite uh, mule deer spots has become <laughs> a phenomenal elk unit. Oh, yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? I it's, do. I know and what you're talking about. I, I would have never... I wouldn't have guessed it either. I think that there was elk in that unit. No. And it's the water alone. The yeah. water alone is not like it's, yeah. that mountain's not loaded with water at all. Uh, yeah. Well, I, I got a picture of a, a bull like that one, like a 350 bull in that unit. <laughs> and, and it's like, and you're, and you're deer hunting, you know, and it's yeah. like, what the heck? Where'd this guy come from? Is someone <laughs> punking me? Did someone put another SD card in here? <laughs> Slap the SD card out. <laughs> is that the same water hole? <laughs> Well, I think we're going to wrap this one up for today, and uh, we'll hit Rich up after we draw. Oh, <laughs> yeah. It's going to be really sad, yeah. or it's going to right. be like yeah. crying with joy. We're yeah. going to be crying either way, <laughs> I think. We so, may be, uh, yeah. And then we'll have, if we didn't, <laughs> oh, man, I don't want to know. I'm already getting, I get nervous just talking about it right now. Oh, yeah. I don't <laughs> like, want to jinx myself. Like I yeah. said, I was going to post that on Facebook. <laughs> Anyone else? Draw? And I was like, oh, no, that's bad karma. It's bad karma. I can't do that. I know. Yeah. But it would have been funny. Yeah. Because they would have blown up. Oh, my God. Oh, they're out. The draw results are out. (laughs) Anybody right now. It's like, it's a tinderbox and someone just throwing a match into it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I guarantee Game Fish's phone blows up when someone does something like that. It has to blow up. Well, the the lady that cut my hair, when she found out, Uh. she called Game and Fish. (laughs) Yeah. And she's like, well, yeah, I heard that there's a way you can find out if you draw. And I guess they were just getting bombarded with calls. So they were pissed off by the time she called. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> and they're like, not going to tell you there's a loophole. They're yeah. like, no, the draws aren't out. Yeah. Wait till the 24th. April 24th. Yeah, yeah April 24th. You'll know by then. <laughs> You're like, uh, yeah, they're not going to tell you anything. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just a waiting game. Not too but far away. The last few years, it's come out a little early, right? Like a couple yeah, days, typically. Someone you know? hit me up and I was like, it usually, you'll find out before you get the mail, two, three days out yeah. before the, the actual technical draws. But I've seen in the past. Yeah. You'll find out on your actual account versus you actually getting the email. If you didn't find out three days before, <laughs> you're getting the email that says you did not successfully draw. That's what I've noticed. Right, right. <laughs> so uh, you will find. I think three days out, two, three days out, it's gonna yeah. happen. 
And, and it's not like the other states where your credit cards are getting hit. They already got hit. They charged you up up front. You already got hit. Right. So you can't count on that. Did happening. you put in for Colorado? No, didn't do Colorado. And I think our kind of our go-to plan is Wyoming. Yeah. Because uh, I think you have to May 20, May 20 and something. Yeah, it's the end of, end of May for end deer, of May. for deer and antelope. For deer and antelope. Yeah. So yeah. we may do that if we don't draw. Yeah, that's, that's kind of what I'm looking at too, is kind of yeah. see what happens and then. We'll go from there. And then plan a, a deer yeah. hunt. Cause it's a, it's, it's a fun hunt up there. It's yeah. about 10 hours to get up there for us and. And it's, it's a it's a quality bad. hunt. Yeah, you'll see more antelope than you ever have in your entire yeah. life. That's <laughs> funny. Like, yeah. call, what's nice about their game fish? Not that our game fish aren't nice, but theirs are like they'll just they're they're like an open book. They'll tell you anything. Oh yeah. So yeah. I asked yeah. her. I'm like, so because there's so many units to hunt antelope. I'm like, where is there a one unit that's better than another unit? She's like, no. There, you don't understand. There's yeah. that many antelope here. Yeah. There are more, when they say there's more antelope than people in Wyoming, yeah. she literally means there oh, are yeah. more antelope than yeah, people. Yeah, when we were up there, it blew me away how many antelope there were. Yeah. And doe, uh, mule deer. Because <laughs> you can buy, I think it's, I want to say $35 for, uh, for a doe tag. Yeah, doe tag. And you can get two, get two if you draw for the buck tag. Yeah, if you draw the buck tag. And so that's, that's what I was saying when we were talking before. I might, you know, buy a longbow or a recurve or something because <laughs> it was, it wouldn't be much of a challenge to yeah. shoot a doe up there, but it'd be fun. Yeah. It would be fun. Yeah. yeah. I think it would be fun. Yeah. Colorado just sent me my $82 squirrel tag. Oh. <laughs> you have to buy a small game tag. And I'll tell you what, I'm going to kill $82 with the squirrels in Colorado. I'm going to get my money for $82. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least we'll come back. Yeah. Here. Or, I, you know, mountain grouse. Yeah. Mountain you know. grouse. And there's a bunch where I where I elk hunt. There's a bunch. There's the size of chickens up there, Jeez. and they're huge and they're good yeah. eating. So I'm gonna get. I might spend three hundred dollars in gas to go shoot eighty two dollars worth of squirrels. But I'm gonna do it. <laughs> damn it. <laughs> well, cool guys. We're gonna disconnect and we'll uh, post this on Monday. Talk to you guys later. Mm-hmm.